time for Altamont Indians basketball on 100.5 and 105.5 Jack FM. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to uh, high school boys basketball here this evening as it is a non-conference contest between the Altamont Indians and the uh, visiting team of the Hillsboro Hilltoppers. Welcome in to our broadcast position here in the Crow's Nest here in Altamont Community High School. Travis Sparks alongside Dominic Daters, and we're here calling all the action tonight here on the voice of Altamont Indian Athletics, Jack FM, and also streaming online fbmradio.com and on the FBM Radio app as well. Altamont comes into this one and playing very well. They come in on a four-game winning streak, and they're 10-4 overall on the season. As for Hillsboro, uh, they come in at tonight's contest with a 7-11 and record uh, for them. And the last game was just here on a Tuesday, uh, and Altamont was a victor over Central A&M, 63-35 was the final score a couple of days ago as Altamont was in control in the first quarter. They came out and scored the first seven points in the game, and they took a 20-4 to lead into the second quarter. And then uh, Central A&M kind of came back to them a little bit there and made a little bit of a run of their own to cut the deficit to 10 points. I think it got close to about nine at one point. But uh, from there in the third quarter, Altamont came out uh, forced a couple more turnovers and because A&M kind of couldn't get out of their own way on a Tuesday. And Altamont took control uh, there to eventually uh, go out for the 28-point victory there. As it was Caden Miller leading the way in the points department. As he had 16 points. And he also pulled down a ton of rebounds. And according to our friends over at the uh, Tribal Council, during his four-game win streak, Caden Miller is averaging about 15 rebounds a game. And uh, so he's just, uh, at this point, he just can fall out of bed in the morning and get a double-double at this point. Uh, Eli Miller also had 15 on Tuesday, and uh, Davis had 13, and Millville had 12. So four of the five starters there in a double figures for Altamont. And uh, just an overall uh, nice performance there. Minus the second quarter, a couple of hiccups here and there, but I thought overall it was uh, another nice performance here for Altamont as shown on Tuesday. Yeah, definitely another nice performance by Altamont. And, uh, yeah, like you said, Caden Miller could probably fall out of bed or, you know, still be asleep sleep on the court and still get a double-double But uh, just the way he's playing. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely uh, – Tuesday night whenever uh, he had a little bit of foul trouble there and they took him out and Altamont's lineup went small. That's when Central Lane in was able to capitalize and get get the game back within 10 points. And, uh Anyway, Alamo was able to take over pretty much in the second half. But, uh, yeah, Caden Miller having a great uh, great uh, winning streak and a great, great senior season so far. And, uh, yeah, I'd, uh, not too not too familiar with Hillsboro, but uh, I know, they're like you said, they're 7-11 overall. And they're 2-1 they're in their co- the conference. They play in the South Central Conference with uh, Vandalia, Litchfield, uh, Gillespie, uh, team, teams over in that area. So, uh Anyway, uh, should be you know it should be a good game here tonight. It uh, was a little bit of a blowout in the JV game as uh, Alamont won 69 to 29. So I don't know if it'll be a repeat of that in the varsity game or not. But uh, we'll have to see what happens here. But Alamont definitely playing some, some great basketball. Alamont uh, junior varsity back on the winning track there after taking a rare loss on a Tuesday, but uh, like you said, they're a blowout win in Europe before this one. And hopefully the varsity repeats that performance with a W 
here in uh, their contest. Hillsboro, they've been off for a little bit as their last game was on a Friday, and uh, that was a 50-47 to win in the South Central Conference there uh, to improve their conference record to 2-1, and one. and that was with a win over Carlinville. And, uh, you know, the Hilltoppers this season, they finished uh, fourth place in the St. Elmo Holiday Tournament. Uh, they're a 6-3 junior, Nathan uh, Matouche. He was all-tournament team, a first team uh, there at uh, St. Elmo. And also uh, Jack Stewart, the 6-2 a senior, had a good game against Windsor Sioux Straws. And uh, Jackson Tukin uh, also had a, a good tournament uh, there as well, kind of an impact player there as a, a junior and he stands about 5'9". Uh, so it's probably three names that you'll probably hear a lot of uh, here this evening in the varsity contest. But like you mentioned uh, there, Dominic, as they play in a South Central Conference with teams like Vandalia, they do have uh, some common opponents uh, with Altima as uh, early, earlier in November, or late November, I guess you'd say, depending on you look at it, early in the season, uh, they lost to Carlisle 61-44 to and uh, they also lost in that uh, St. Elmo Holiday Tournament two wins and two straws. It was a close game, 72-67. And uh, they also uh, lost to uh, Cumberland, 53-46, there in St. Elmo as well. And uh, the only the, one of the wins they picked up there in uh, St. Elmo was against Vandalia by 10 points there. And they also have a recent win, at least in, at least in the month of December, against Woodlawn, and that was a 50-45. to uh, contest there, so uh, there's a couple of common opponents that uh, Altamont sees that Hillsborough uh, will see uh, as well uh, here this evening. And, you know, currently on uh, the offensive end, they're averaging about 51 points a game uh, while giving up about 54 points a game. And if you look on the other side for Altamont, offensively they're currently averaging about 53.9 points a game and uh, giving up about 45.6 uh, points per game. So. Obviously, the negative uh, point differential uh, there for Hillsborough is uh, a sign of their record. Uh, they're an also a sign that they've had uh, some uh, close games, but also had some uh, blowouts uh, there as well, being on the wrong side of those blowouts there. We got action all over the place here on our family of networks here this evening at Cromwell Media. Uh, we got a game going on over on WCRA tonight, pivotal game. In the NTC Conference for the girls as they're in Brownstown to take on Brownstown at St. Elmo. And uh, that is the last game uh, in conference before the conference tournament next week in Beecher City. But girls have a big one on Saturday here at Altamont as well. We'll try to tell you about that as we go along, potentially at halftime uh, there. And we also got an Illinois-Michigan State game going on over on 99. The game coming up, tipping off at about 8 o'clock there. Pre-game should be going on right now. And speaking of uh, the uh, pregame, we're about ready to uh, step away for the National Anthem. And uh, we'll get the start of lineups as well as the tip-off of this one uh, between Altamont and Hillsboro. So we'll be back after the National Anthem. It's brought to you by Tingley Insurance Agency. You're listening to Indian Basketball Jack of M.
You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont Community High School for tonight's contest between Altamont and Hillsborough. As both teams have the primary colors of orange and a black, so uh, that may be difficult to uh, uh, decipher a little bit. But uh, the Hilltoppers, uh, they are going to start this starting five. Uh, they're going to start off number two, uh, Caleb Greenwood. He's a 5'8", a junior. Number 20, Nathan Matouche. He's a 6'3", a uh, senior. Uh, we also have, or actually he's a junior. And uh, number 30, uh, Jason Stewart. He's a 6'2", a senior. Uh, number 42, Adrian Harston. And he's a 6'0", senior. And number 52, Elliot Lentz. And he's a 6'2", a senior. So, again, it's Greenwood, Matouche, Stewart, Harston, and Lentz, the starting five for Hillsborough. See the starting five for Altamont. And they're coached by John Nieberg, assisted by Coach Trent Cool and uh, Brian Sugo as well. Uh, they're going to start number five, Keaton Davis. He's a 5'10 senior. Number 14, Eli Miller. He's a 6'0 senior. Number 22, Keaton Milgo. He's a 6'2 sophomore. Number 24, Aiden McManaway, he's a 6'3 senior. And number 42, Caden Miller, he's a 6'5 senior. So, again, it's Davis, Eli Miller, Melville, McManaway, Caden Miller, the start at five of Rousemont. Hillsborough in their black jerseys tonight at the MRO team and orange numbers. And Rousemont in their traditional white uniforms with black numbers and orange trim uh, there. Like I mentioned, a lot of orange in the building here tonight. Altamont is ready to take on all comers here on this four-game winning streak, and it's a quick turnaround tomorrow night as it's back in conference play. And one of the last first impressions for the conference tournament is seeding. Uh, before that is determined uh, there, and it's a game against North Clay there in Louisville tomorrow night. So a uh, quick busy week here for both the boys and the girls here this week for out tomorrow. Yeah, definitely so. Definitely a busy week. And, uh, yeah, big game tonight for the girls over there in Brownstown. Brownstown family girls are, uh, uh, got, got a really good team as well. So I'll be interested to see who uh, who wins that matchup over there and uh, as they start their conference tournament next week. And, uh, like you said, the Alabama North play boys game tomorrow. It'll matter – as far as the seating seating goes and things, so uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of big games coming up for Altamont as they get ready to tip it off. And it'll be a Caden Miller against Jay Stewart, and Caden's going to win the tip off for Altamont. They'll go right to left on your radio dial here to start the first possession here of this game. You see Eli Miller with the ball. He'll get it over to McManaway, who directs some traffic. As it looks like uh, that. Uh, Hillsborough playing a little bit of a zone to start the game, and they find Millville open underneath. Can't finish, but he gets his own miss back and kicks it back out to Davis for three. Back iron too strong and rebounded by Matouche. That was a nice job there by Millville to get his, get his own rebound and kick it back out to Davis. Hillsborough will get left to right on your radio dial. It was an air ball by Matouche and rebounded by Altamont. Now it's Millville who came away with that board. And so Melville gives it to Eli. He takes a turnaround jumper just inside the free throw line. And it's good. The first two points go to Eli Miller on the Altamont Indians. Kate Melville's got two rebounds already so far for Altamont. 
been a big filling in on the starting lineup. Good news is tonight, though, that Dylan Elam is addressed and was actually warming up uh, through the layup line. And Milbo is going to pull down another rebound after a missed shot there by uh, Harston. And it's out to McManaway for a three. Back iron too strong, but it's Kata Miller going to pull down the offensive board. Davis will hand it back over in the corner to Millville. Now McManaway will have it here directing traffic at the volleyball line. Millville cross-court to Davis. He's open for three. Back iron again and rebounded by Harston for Hillsborough. It's going to be knocked away from behind by Davis. And it's going to go off of him as he can save it from going out. But still a nice effort there from KD. But it'll still be Hilltopper's ball here. That's uh, something Alamont definitely does not lack is uh, effort. They've uh, definitely given 100% uh, the whole game and uh, no uh, no loss there either. Be Greenwood taking out inbounds to Matu. She's going to take a, a jumper with way off. No good. And Millville's there for another board. McManaway to Akeda Miller. He's double teamed and gets it back out to KD for three in the corner. Can't get that one to fall either. And there's going to be a foul underneath on Altamont fighting for the rebound. And it'll go to Hillsborough. Caden Millville, four rebounds. Caden Miller, one. Fouls on Caden Miller, his first, team's first. And that's how it'll be Hilltoppers with the ball. Greenwood will bring it across the timeline. He's picked up by Davis. As it's a Greenwood going down low. It's picked off. They tried to get it to Stewart. It was picked off by Eli. And quickly up the floor for Caden Miller. Look out. He goes crashing into the black seats. And it's going to be a turnover to Hillsborough. Good nice saver there, going out. Yeah, nice effort there. Stewart missed it off the front of the rim, and Millville's there for another board. He's the beast on the board tonight. So far, Davis yeah, back is. to Millville, fire for three. It's too long. And it's going to be rebounded by uh, Lentz there. And Matouche. Oh, uh, they're going to get a blocking foul on McManaway, but... Get, may have got away with uh, extending an arm a little bit there, but instead of going out tomorrow. Yeah, McManaway plays first, team second of the quarter. So uh, we'll go on the Indians and subs coming in. We got uh, Jackson uh, Teakin in for the Hilltoppers, and Lynch will take a seat. And so it'll be inbounded there to a Greenwood. He'll bring it up across the floor. It's still 2 nothing. a 5.20 to go here in the opening quarter. Greenwood mishandles the basketball, and he's in trouble, and he has to hand off uh, there to Tukin, and he'll get it back out over to Matouche. Matouche tries to work against McManaway, and it bounces in. But they're going to call an offensive foul or a travel. I think it was a travel. Either way, it's a turnover at Altamont. Hillsborough's second turnover of the night. Alamont has one. So it's going to be Kata Miller underneath and a reverse layup good for Kata Miller. His first two points is four to nothing. Nice little reverse layup there underneath by Kate Miller. And so it'll be a Greenwood getting across half court. Trade across up Davis, but ends up picking it up over to Hartson and a uh, wild shot. No good. And guess who? Millville with another rebound. Quickly up, Davis missed the layup, and Caden's there for the follow. Caden Miller goes up and in. It's 6 nothing out to Mom. Stewart's going to be the one bringing it up for the Hilltoppers. 
And it's going to be a crossover to his left. And he goes right around to Caden Miller up and in with a nice layup for Jay Stewart. And Hilltoppers are on the board. That was a nice bucket there by Stewart. He worked around the Alzheimer's defense. McManaway gets over to Millville over in the corner to Davis for three. KD for three. In the corner. Nine to two. First points of the night for Davis. First three-pointer as well. And look who's waiting to check in at the scorer's table, number 21, Dylan Elam. A welcome sight for the Indians. For sure. Greenwood picked it up. He gives it off to Matouche. She tries to back down, goes up and under, left it short. And the rebound is saved out of bounds by Kaden Miller. Quickly up to Eli here in the front court. Spin around, jumper, no good. And rebounded by Stewart. Long outlet pass was tipped, but it goes into the hands of Matouche. She drives to the hole. And he can't finish, but he is fouled. So it looks like two free throws upcoming for Matouche. It's that way. Second foul. Caden Miller, yeah. Caden Miller, yeah. Two early fouls here in the first quarter for Caden. Yeah, so 3.28 to go in the first quarter. He's going to have to take a seat. For sure. Matouche will go to the line for two. Free throws up, and it's good. Nothing but net. And the yard house comes in, and uh, Dylan Elam back in there for the Altamont Indians. Missed the last couple of games due to injury. But back in the lineup, as it was Kata Miller and Davis taking a seat for the Indians. Matouche, second free throw on the way is also good. Two for two there, makes it nine to four. Altamont with the lead. Good to see Dylan Elam back in the lineup for the Indians. Back on the floor. Absolutely. As it'll be a Millville cross-court pass to Yarhouse. Takes the three of the ball and goes over to Elam. Elam drives. Goes up and under. And the layup is good. First shot back for Dylan Elam. Is good. And that's 11-4. He uh, he faked, faked the double team there. He had two hills over the fingers on him. He faked it and was able to put the easy layup in. And he's like, finally I get some points off. That's right. He's off the exercise bike in practice. And there's going to be a, a foul as Hillsborough lost it, and they tried to get him back. And so it'll be a, a foul on Hillsborough, and it'll be a out to my ball. Foul on uh, Caleb Greenwood, his first team's first of the quarter. And uh, so it'll be a McManaway walking across the timeline. Gets it over to a Millville. Now Eli was running baseline, and he passes up top of the key to McManaway over to Yarhouse with a ball fake. He'll dribble and looking for someone to pass to and gives it off to McManaway. 2.35 to go here in the opening quarter. It's 11-4 to Altamont. Millville's going to fire for three. In and out. No good. And rebounded by Harston. McManaway trying to cross over, move, and hop free. It's in the lane. Layup is good from Greenwood after a couple of fancy dribbles. It's 11-6. Yarhouse picked it up, had it knocked away from behind, and there's a foul there on Hillsborough as crashing in too hard coming from behind. Fouls on uh, number two, Caleb Greenwood. That's his second, team second. Yeah, so he's going to have to take a seat. And Tony White will come in, a number three for him, and also Elliot Lentz will come back in as well for Hillsborough. And, Hartson will take a seat. McManaway had it blocked from behind. An emphatic block there by Stewart. That it was. McManaway never saw him coming. No, he did not. Stewart picks up a screen there at the top. He drives inside, was cut off by Elam. 
And now a low pass there, back out there to White. He'll drive and stop and pop. Short, and Matouche is there for the follow. Layup is good. And it's 11 to 8. Matouche's first two points of the game. Hillsborough getting back in it. Yes, they are. And Eli will drive baseline, puts it up. Layup is good for Eli Miller. And now it's 13 to 8. He's got four points. He's Eli Miller. As it's going to be Stewart, and Eli's going to pick him up. And it's going to be Matouche over the corner to White for three. Short off the front of the rim, and Milza was another rebound. Milza goes coast to coast, puts it up, and it's going to be an offensive foul. An offensive foul on Milza. Wow. Definitely the Alamont faithful and Coach Gary, you don't agree with that, but uh, Kate Millville picks up. First foul, team's fourth. And they might be right. It just it looked a lot worse than it actually was. Sure. So, Melville will take a seat, and uh, Davis will come back in. Coming up on a minute five to go here in the opening quarter. Matouche is cut off here on the sideline. Tiptoeing and double teamed, and there's going to be a, a violation. As it's going to be a foul on Matouche. Like he kind of elbowed one of the Alamont players there. The only thing I saw. I wasn't sure what what the signal was there from. I wasn't either. Mr. Rep King, but. Anyway, that's his first foul. Tillsboro's third of the quarter. And so it'll be Alamont ball with under a minute to go. McManaway gets it back, cross for it back to Davis in the corner, fumbles a little bit, but fires. No good. McManaway crashes back in and lays it up and in on the follow from McManaway. 15 to 8. Nice job there by McManaway to get the rebound and put it back up and in. As it'll be uh, Tukin getting the ball across the half-court line. Double team in the corner here, and it's going to be picked off. Dylan Elam with the steal. He goes coast to coast. Puts it up, and it's going to be an offensive foul. Another offensive foul on Alphamont. Wow. Almost just on the opposite side of the court from where the previous one happened. Sure. And so you got to adjust to it. Definitely, that's Dillon's first foul. Uh, Alamont fifth of the quarter. Uh, we won't be shooting free throws because of an offensive foul. Right. Stewart will be the one getting across that court. And uh, Stewart will have it here on the right side and gives it back to Matouche, cutting to the hole. Layup is good from Matouche. And it's 15 to 10. Quickly up, Eli with five seconds left. Eli with a runner, good on the jump shot for Eli Miller, and that'll do it for one quarter of play. And after one, it is Alphamont with the lead of 17 to 10, and we'll be back here in a minute for the second quarter. You're listening now to Indians basketball on Jack of M. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement. And you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, 
you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Start of the second quarter, and the Hilltoppers trail by 70. The Stewart immediately loses that as they cross half court. They put over to White. Jump shot was off. No good, and they're going to call a foul on Matouche going over and back. That'll be his second team's first of the quarter. And so a sub will come in for him. And uh, that is a Camden Cimite. And for the uh, Hilltoppers. As uh, they'll have it up top of the key to McManaway over to Millville. Millville fires over to Eli. Takes a short little hook. No good. And it's going to be rebounded. Uh, there by Lynch. Stewart with the ball, and he has it deep in the post. Gives it out for Tukin, and no good. And it's going to be a rebounded. Fought for loose ball, and they're going to call a, a tie-up with uh, oh, the Indians and Hilltoppers going down there for the tie-up. Possession arrow will give it over to Altamont. Yeah, not sure he was all involved with that. Looks like. Stewart for Hillsborough for serve. I'm not sure who else was involved in that tie-up, but Alamont ball nonetheless. Oh, even Manaway getting across half court. As it was uh, Kata Miller who checked in on that uh, break. And Melville also for three as it is long again and rebounded there by Tukin. And Davis takes the tumble and gets right back up. Tukin and gets it over to White for three. It's no good. Rebounded by Eli Miller. Eli trying to be a one-man fast break. Stops and pops, and it's good. Eli has been on it tonight, 19-10. to 10. Got eight points, does Eli Miller, leading uh, all scorers for both teams. Yeah, so right in a spark here as Stewart goes strong to the hole, and he travels with it. So a travel turnover back to Altamont. It's the fourth turnover for uh, Hillsborough. Tonight, Alabama only has one. Davis is going to take a seat, and Yarhouse will check back in. And Eli Miller will take a seat, and Elam will come back in. So McManaway will bring it across half court. Alabama leading by nine here. Millville, cross court pass to Yarhouse. Back over to McManaway up top. Now Millville will drive baseline and had it poked out. And he'll stay right here with or with Alabama. Who's going to take it out? Elam's going to be the one. Just right below us here. Gets it in to Kata Miller over to Millville. Thought about a three, but he'll dribble. Over in the corner to Elam for three. Yeah. Three-pointer for Dylan Elam. And it's 22 to 10. Gives him five on the night for Dylan Elam. And it's Stewart crossing over left and to his right. Back to his right against McManaway. Now to his left, picks up a screen, and a step back three. No good, back iron, and fight for the rebound, and Millville comes away with it. Millville up to Kata Miller, puts it up, and he's going to be fouled. Foul on Hillsborough, so it'll send Kata Miller to the line for a shooting foul. Yeah, 
Fouls on Stewart, his first team second of the quarter. So, Kaden Miller will go to the line for the first time tonight for Altamont. And a free throw is good. 23-10, Altamont's lead. 5-54 to go here in the first half. And a Cadence, the second free throw on the way up, and it's back iron. And rebounded there by White. Poked away by Yarhouse and stolen away into the hands of Elam. The other way, behind the back pass. And McManoway can't finish the layup. No good. And it's rebounded uh, by Hillsborough. Elam almost with a highlight reel pass there, but McManoway missed the layup. And Hillsborough dribbled the ball off someone's foot. And Millville with a steal. And the layup was no good the other way. And a foul underneath. As it was Kata Miller fighting with a couple of Hilltoppers. It'll be a foul on Hillsboro. Like Camden Simite will pick up that foul. That's his first, team's third. And then Kata Miller and McManaway will take a seat. Eli Miller will come in. And Yarhouse will also return as well. Gets it in, Elam off the inbounds, and it was too long. And, and it's rebounded there by Lynn. As Ovia Stewart getting across half court. And he lost it on the way up, but he gets it right back. And Elam and Yarhouse are right there on the double team, and they pass over in the corner here. And now they go Tukin for three. It's off, and Millville pulls down another rebound. Been all over the place tonight. Millville goes coast to coast. And another offensive foul. That's three now on Altamont alone. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I think that's Millville's second offensive foul as well. It is the second offense, second foul. And, yeah, second offensive foul. Altamont's first uh, foul of the quarter. And uh, Millville, he's got nine rebounds. So far well, give it over to uh, the Hilltoppers. Stewart gets it across the timeline with 4.40 to go. Still a Sizable lead for Altamont, and they were trying to go down low to Matouche, but it was over the head and, re- and stolen by Davis. The other way, Davis for three. It was off the front of the rim, no good. Battle for the rebound goes out to Stewart. Stewart dribbles here in the front court, and a, a, a extra pass to Tukin. It was long, no good, and it's going to be rebounded underneath there by Yarhouse. But it's going to be uh, Matouche tracking down the loose ball as Altamont couldn't control it. They're calling offensive foul on Matouche. I didn't see much there. And that's what Hillsborough, Hillsborough contingent is upset with that as well. Yes, they are. So is Matouche. the coach. Yeah. Yeah. You better be careful. As he's going to get a warning uh, for being out of the box there, I think. Yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah, the- Everybody from Hillsboro all around not happy with that cause. Matusha's third foul. Hillsboro's fourth reporter. I don't blame him. No, I I don't either. So, sub uh, coming in uh, the lineup for our Altamont is Yarhouse, McManoway, Kata Miller's back, and Eli and Davis are also out there. Uh, about four minutes to go. As Hillsboro's yet to score in this quarter, Davis in the corner for three. Back iron too long again. But Davis saves it from going out. Kata Miller gets free. Layup was no good. 
battle for the board. It's going to be going against Hillsborough as Eli was fighting against Stewart and Atukin there. It's going to go against the Hilltoppers. They'll go against Teakin, and that'll put Altamont in the bonus. That's the fifth team foul on Hillsboro. So Eli will be shooting two free throws. And the free throw is good by Eli. It's a 24 to 10. All Altamont here in this second quarter. Yes, it is. They're on a 7-0 run. Eli's second free throw, also good. Two for two there for Eli, and he's in double figures already. Make that eight over. 25 to 10, Altamont leads. It's Tukin the other way. He gets free from mid-range. It was way short. And rebounded there by McManaway. Davis up top to Eli Miller for three. Straight on. Yes. It's Eli's night tonight. And it's 28 to 10, and Hillsborough wants a timeout. An 11-0 run to start this second quarter for Altamont. As I'm in the lead, big 28-10. And we'll take a 30-second timeout. You're listening to Altamont Indians basketball here on Jack of Them. Make cleanup easy with the new Whirlpool dishwasher. You won't have leftover dishes to hand wash with the flexibility to fit tall items in the adjustable upper rack and room for 14 place settings. Plus, you can skip scrubbing and pre-rinsing when you use the boost cycle. Shop Rogers Home Appliances to see how Whirlpool dishwashers can help you manage your family's mealtime messes. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont Community High School. An 11-0 run by Altamont to start off this second quarter. Has them up 28-10. Yeah, Altamont uh, just all over uh, Hillsboro here in the uh, second quarter on an uh, 11-0 run, but definitely a lot of uh, offensive fouls being called so far here in this game. Yeah, it's highly officiated for sure. It's Matson into the game, and he has the ball for the Hilltoppers. He picked it up, and he keeps that pivot foot, and he's going to get it taken away by Eli Miller. The other way, Eli Lips can't finish. It just rolls off, and there's going to be a foul there on uh, Hillsboro. And uh, they also potentially wanted someone to possibly grab the net there as well. And the officials will come together and they'll talk about it. So Eli will be uh, shooting two foul shots. Yeah, somebody did hit the net there. I'm not sure who did, but uh, I know Coach Deaver, you want to go tending, but nonetheless, we're shooting some free throws. Dukin will pick up that foul, and Eli will make the free throw. Make second it, foul, Dukin. Makes it 29 to 10. Altamont already in the bonus already. They would have been shooting two regardless. And it'll be uh, Eli with his second free throw up is good. Four for four for Eli tonight. It's a 20 point lead, 30 to 10. 
So uh, it was uh, Caleb Greenwood who was coming back into the game there for the Hilltoppers. Dangerous pass there. It was tipped as a win to the backcourt. There's going to be a uh, foul. And Eli got tangled up there. And he's in some pain on the floor. As Eli's going to hop off the floor here. And he's not putting very much weight. And he hops all the way over to the bench. And the athletic staff will, the training staff will go over and take a look. Maybe just a cramp or a bump knees or something. Kata Miller will check in for Eli. Looks like they're looking at his ankle there. You say, yeah, it looks like his ankle. Eli Miller did get the foul there. That's his first team second of the quarter. Oh, I had an insult injury. Right. Fouled injury. They go over in the corner there, and Greenwood's cutting to the hole. Layup good for Greenwood. And it's 30-12. to 12. Hillsborough finally on the board here in the second quarter. Yarhouse in the corner for three. It was long. And it's going to be taken away by McManaway. He puts it back up, up, and in. You know, he just picked the pocket there of Hartson. And McManaway's going to get his second basket, 32-12. to 12. Masson then drives all the way to the hole, and it's no good. Rebounded by Kata Miller. Coming up on two minutes to go here in the second quarter. It's a 20-point lead for Altamont. Over to Yarhouse, he'll fire for three. Yeah. That was better. Alex first three and his first point is 35-12. Alamar can't do much wrong here in the second quarter. Minute 50 to go. It has been their quarter for sure. And a Greenwood a dribbling on the arc. He goes inside now. Is cut off. And out to Tukin. And they'll hand off to a Stewart. And he lost it. And it's stolen by Davis. Up to Akita Miller. He fumbled it a little bit. And gets it over to Yarhouse. He's double teamed and, and whacked there. And uh, that's going to be a foul on Hillsborough. And out on the bonus, Yarhouse will be go to the line for two. Fouls on number 30, Stewart. His second. As Yarhouse goes to the line for two free throws. So he got Tukin, uh, Matouche. He has three. And Stewart. They all have the two fouls. And Yarhouse hit every part of the rim, but it didn't fall. And he'll get another one. See Eli get up off the bench and go to the locker room there. Minute 30 before everyone goes to the locker room. Yarhouse misses the free throw, and it's going to be no good. And it's going to be Elam tangled up with uh, Mastin, and Mastin also... Didn't appreciate having Elam falling directly on him either. No, he didn't. There's a foul on Dylan Elam. Yeah. His second. Just tangled, tangled up there. Yeah, sure. And it'll be Greenwood handing off to a Tukin. Mid-range jumper, back iron, and it's tipped around and into the hands of Matson here. Matson up top had it knocked away by Kata Miller, and it's off of... Caden, so it'll stay right here with the Hilltoppers with a minute nine to go. Hilltoppers trail big here, 35-12. Stewart going to be inbound in front of the cheerleaders, and they get it right back to Stewart. And Stewart will drive baseline, a spin around, puts it up, and it bounces in. Wow. For Jay Stewart, his second basket, impressive, 35-14. 
was an impressive shot. As it'll go to McManaway. Now Davis, we're under a minute to go here in the in the first half. Yarhouse with a ball fake goes to Elam. Elam, Kata Miller, spin around. Nice spin move by Kata Miller up and in. And it's 37-14. Second time tonight he's done that reverse layup. 32 seconds left. Underneath, they go to uh, Hudson. Missed the shot. No good. And rebounded by Kata Miller. Elam with it across the timeline. It tries to make a couple moves over to Davis for three. Thought it wanted to come out, but it fell down for KD. For three. Yes, it did. It looked like it was going to come out there for just a second. 40 to 14. Greenwood with nine seconds left. And they get it over to Hartson. Puts it up. No good. Rebounded by Kata Miller. Four seconds left. Davis at half court, and he's going to be travel. So KD traveled with it. So it'll go to Hillsborough with 1.5 left. Only the second turnover of the, the game for Albemont. And so uh, Stewart will get on the inbound from beyond half court, way short. Might even uh, hit the ceiling a little bit. But that's going to do it for the first half. So after one half of play, it's Altamont of 40 and uh, Hillsboro 14. So we'll be back at halftime to take a look at the halftime statistics and we'll track down some other scores uh, from around the area as well as we'll check in on that Atlanta game about ready to tip off over on 98.9 the game. So here at halftime of the boys game between Altamont and Hillsboro, it's Altamont 40, Hillsboro 14. And we'll be back in a few minutes for the halftime show. You're listening to Altamont Indians basketball here on Jack of M. Based out of Altamont, Illinois, Jared Nelson Trucking is a local company that can take care of all large or small hauling jobs you may have. They haul rock, grain, fertilizer, and many other commodities. Don't hesitate. Call them today at 618-322-6441 for a price estimate. Jared and Bethany Nelson and the entire Nelson Trucking crew would like to wish the Indians the best of luck. Jared Nelson Trucking is a proud supporter of Altamont Indians basketball. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrisonville, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. When you're looking for that perfect company gift for your employees, where do you go? When you need custom t-shirts for that 5K or family reunion, who do you think of? When you need logo design, corporate apparel, or headwear, who can you rely on? Hi, I'm Don Burrow, owner and manager of Promark Advertising in Altamont. My staff and I, with our combined 25 years experience, are here to meet all your custom apparel and promotional product needs. Orders big and small, we do them all. Call Promark Advertising at 618-483-6025 or visit our showroom located north of I-70 in Altamont. 
At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Welcome into the Halftime Report for Altamont Indians Basketball. Welcome back here to Altamont Community High School here at the half. It is 40-14, Altamont with the lead. And an impressive second quarter there just increased their lead here at the half. is 23-4, second quarter for the Indians. I've got them in full control. Here tonight has been a tightly contested or tightly officiated game, I should say, here on the uh, season so far, or in the game so far. So uh, have to adjust to that. I know some Hillsboro players they got Matushin foul trouble, and uh, he didn't score at all there in the second quarter because of the uh, foul trouble that he was. And also, uh, Tukin has a couple of fouls, and uh, Jace Stewart. Basically, uh, their entire offense for Hillsborough, uh, they're in foul trouble. And Altamont, you know, they got uh, three players in foul trouble as well with two fouls. Dylan Elam, who returned to the uh, uh, lineup tonight. Uh, he didn't start, but he did uh, check in uh, there in the first quarter. And uh, Millville has two fouls as well, and Caden Miller has two fouls. So, uh, like I said, a tightly officiated game uh, so far there in the first quarter from that perspective. But... Uh, that's about the only thing to uh, complain about here tonight for Altamont as uh, they have an impressive 40-14 to 14, uh, lead right now over the Hilltoppers. Yeah, that's about the only thing they can they can really complain about is the uh, close-called uh, contest uh, of offensive fouls uh, being called here. Both uh, ways. Both ways. And this, uh, first half between these two teams, but Altamont's uh, definitely in control. Uh, 40, 40, 14 as we uh, look at look at some stats here for uh, both teams. Uh, first of all, for Alvon, uh, Alec Yarhouse, he's uh, one for two from three point range. He's over two from the free throw line with three points. Caden Davis, over one from the field and two for eight from three point range with six points. Eli Miller, leading all scorers, four for six from the field, one for one from three point range, and four for four from the free throw line. 15 points. Dylan Elam on his return to play. He's one for two from the field and one for one from three-point line or three-point arc. He's got five points. Melville, uh, Kate Melville is 0 for two from the field, 0 for three from three-point range. Doesn't have any points. He has nine rebounds. Aiden McManway, two for three from the field, 0 for one from three-point range, four points. 
Caden Miller, three for four from the field, and one for two from the free throw line. With, uh, excuse me, seven points. And Almont has a team. They are 10 of 18 from the field for 55%, 5 of 16 from three-point range for 38%. And they're 5 of 8 from free throw line for 63%. As we look at Hillsborough's stats, uh, Greenwood is 2 for 2 from the field with uh, four points. White is 0 for 2 from the field and 0 for 2 from the three-point three point range with uh, zero points. Dukin is 0 for 4 from the field. Dukin is uh, 2 for 6 from the field and 2 for 2 from the free-throw line. Stewart is uh, excuse me, Stewart 2 for 2 from the field and 0 for 2 from the uh, three-point range. And uh, Matson, he's uh, 0 for 1 from field. Uh, Harson is 0 for 3 from the field, and Lynch has played, but has not scored. As a, uh, as a team, Hillsborough shoots 4 of 19 from the field, 0 for 4 from the three-point range, and 2 for 2 from the uh, charity stripe, so not much not much going offensively for the uh, for the Hilltoppers, and uh, even though it's been a lot of offensive fouls called both ways, uh, it was kind of a fast-moving First half, and uh, but the Altamont uh, definitely, definitely in control, and uh, definitely been uh, Eli Miller, Eli Miller's night, and uh, Kate, Kate Millville guy doesn't usually get a lot of rebounds. Got nine rebounds in the first half, and uh, Kate Miller's got six rebounds. So uh, definitely a lot more opportunity to get, get some more, get some more rebounds, and uh, definitely, definitely some more points. But uh, if Altamont keeps going the way they're going, I look for. Coach Seaver, you probably uh, maybe sit his starters uh, towards you the third quarter and uh, bring, in, bring in some subs. We'll see what the second half brings here. Especially with the game uh, tomorrow night against uh, North Clay. And uh, Eli came out of the locker room there and uh, was testing it. It looks like he's good to go uh, there. He hurt his ankle there in the second quarter. So it uh, looks like he'll be good to go for the second half. I have a score update there from uh, Brownstown. After one quarter of play, it's the Lady Indians. With the lead right now, 24 to 10 over oh, Brownstown wow. was the last report uh, there. 40 to 14 here at the half for Altamont. They had quarters of 17 and 23 for their 40, and those were uh, quarters of 10 and 4 for their 14. Five out there for Altamont is McManaway, Davis, and Millville, and also Caden uh, and Eli Miller there. So Hillsboro. They will start there on the floor. It's a Greenwood. Tukin also has Lentz, Matouche, and a Stewart out there as well. Hillsborough with the ball. They'll be going right to left here on your radio dial as we switch in here in this third. As Stewart has it. We get over in the corner there to Tukin. And now they go down low to Matouche underneath. Let's one person go by. And that's going to be a foul on Altamont in the act of shooting. So, Matush is going to go to the free throw line here. That was on Eli Miller, his second team's first. Matush will go to the line, shoot two. And uh, so it'll be Matush, free throw up and in. First point since the first quarter there. And the second free throw is also good. Two for two there for Matouche, and it's 40 to 16. 
And it'll be Altamont going left or right on your radio dial here to start this second half. As it's going to be Davis in the corner. They throw it down low to Kata Miller. Out to Davis for three. Back iron too strong. And rebounded there by Lynch. And Hillsborough the other way. Tukin gets it off there to Lynch. Back to Tukin here in the corner. And uh, they'll go to a Greenwood. Greenwood uh, trying to break free from the defense. Picked up his dribble. Needs some help. And finds Tukin. He gets free for three. Short. And rebounded by Akeda Miller. Davis lost it. And it's going to be a turnover. Back to Hillsborough. Never had it cleanly. And Stewart the other way. Rolls off the rim and rebounded by Akeda Miller. And Melville will slow it down for Altamont. Going a little bit too fast to start the third quarter. Millville has it and throws up the layup good for Millville. His first two of the night. It's 42 to 16. So he's going to focus on putting, getting some points to the staff after getting all those rebounds in the first half. Yeah, he's going to try to work on a double double of his own. There you go. There's a kick ball violation, so he'll stay right here with Hillsborough. Matouche in the corner for three. It's off. And speaking of Millville, the rebound, he pulls that one down. Eli had it poked away from behind, and look out. Kata goes sliding into the stage there, trying to save it from going out. And it's to no avail either, so. They're going to say it was off of Hillsborough, though. But it'll stay right here with Altamont. Eli will inbound on the baseline. Gets it in there, too, of Millville. Now Davis has it and throws it down low to Kata Miller and left the layup short and rebounded by Hillsborough. Matouche hands off to a Stewart. Stewart spins around to his left and he picks it up looking for someone to pass to. Gets off to Greenwood and he uh, splits the defense but misses the layup and rebounded by Kata Miller. Millville has it. He gets it off to Eli over to Caden. They'll swing it here on the perimeter. Thought they were going to go all the way around, but instead it's McManaway. Short handoff to Eli. Eli Miller will give it to a Davis on the backdoor cut. It finds Millville. He'll dribble around, puts up the floater. No, gets his own rebound, and it's good. So Millville with a rebound, a putback, 44-16. 11 rebounds, four points for Millville. They just wanted an extra offensive rebound there. That's right. Swinging around here to Stewart for three in the corner, and he's fouled. Too strong of a closeout that time by Millville, and Stewart will go to the line to shoot three shots here. Cage Millville third. He out my second of the quarter. So, Matou, or Stewart will be at the line for three, and it rolls off. No good. He's got two more coming. 44-16, to 16, your score. Altamont with a lead about 5.08 to go here in the third. Stewart, the second one on the way. That one's good. We're going to have another one coming. Makes it 44-17. to 17. Eli Miller takes his seat, and Dylan Elam comes back in. As it'll be uh, Stewart getting the third shot to go. So two for three on the free throws. Makes it 44-18. to 
Texas white gravy. Loaf used to sing two out of three ain't bad. It ain't bad at all. As Elam will go down low to Kata Miller, and he puts up the shot in the lane, up and in for Kata Miller. It's 46-18. Eight points for Kata Miller. As it'll be a Stewart giving it to Greenwood on the backdoor cut, and it's going to be a blocking foul on Alphamont. Try to cut him off on the baseline there. I was on Dill Noon, his third. Team third, him and Kate Millville, both with three fouls. Yeah. So it'll be inbounded there by Matouche, and now uh, they'll go to Greenwood. Backdoor cut to Matouche, and had it blocked, and they're going to call a blocking foul. Wow. And that one's going to go underneath on Miller. And Miller's third, team's fourth. So it'll send Matouche at the charity stripe for two. Fifth and six free throws for him coming up. Free throw up is good. Nice little consistent routine. Consistent shot for Matouche. Free throw is in and out. No good. Jinx him. Rebounded by Elam. Coming up on 4.30 to go here in the third. As it is Elam losing it on the way up and gets it behind his back. Throws it to Davis. Three is good. KD for three from the behind the back pass from Elam. And it's 49-19. Largest lead of the night at four out the Greenwood floaters too strong, but Stewart gets the board. Back to Greenwood. Now finds Lynn. He throws it up. It's no good. Rebounded by Kaden Miller. Outlet pass to Davis. Goes high in the air and comes crashing down. As well, that does not feel good there for KD. It didn't sound very good either. <laughs> Hillsborough will get called for the foul. Foul's on uh, number 30, Stewart. That's his third team second of the quarter. And uh, so uh, Davis will shake it off, and uh, Coach Neberge will let him take a breather here, and Alec Yarhouse will come in for him. 30-point lead for Altamont with 3.57 to go here in the third. They get it in, they get it back to Elam for three. Switch! Dylan Elam for his second three of the night, and it's 52-19. to He's got eight points. Dukin for three in the corner, trying to answer no. Rebounded by Millville. Millville will be the one bringing it up. He hands off to Elam for another three in the same spot. Hit finish, but it's tracked down by McManoy over to Yardhouse. He'll try his luck for three. It's no good. Who's going to grab the rebound? And that's going to go out to a Lynch. And there's going to be a reach-in foul there on Altamont. And Hillsborough will go to line to shoot. Free throws is that puts them in the bonus. That foul's on McManaway, his second, and uh, team's fifth, the quarter. So, Lynch will go to the line here for two. First trip to the line for him. He made the free throw. 52 to 20. Looks like Eli will come back in and. Uh, so, uh, subbing in is Tony White. 
and uh, Melville will take a seat. And uh, Davis is uh, checking in, and he's coming in for Elam. So, Lynch made his first free throw. He's got another one coming. As a little perspiration in the lane. Yep, there is, so. And so they'll wipe this up, and it's in the general area of Caden Miller, so. Got offered a towel by a Hillsborough coach who didn't want it. So I think we got it dried up enough. Looks like it. So we're back to action here. So Lentz's second free throw will be on the way, and it's good. Two for there, two for two there for Lentz, and it makes it fifty-two to twenty-one. Three twenty-three to go. Down low, Kaden Miller trying to put his defender in a blender up and in. Kaden Miller with another basket. It's fifty-four to twenty-one. Another double-double, ten and ten for Kaden Miller. Put it on the board for him. Lynch will have it here at the free throw line. Gives it out to Stewart. Stewart has it here on the arc. He spins around the lane, throws it up, and it's too strong. And Kata Miller with a de- uh, rebound there. Eli will get things off to McManaway. McManaway will set up shop here at the volleyball line. Now to Kata Miller. Had almost taken away, but he gets it back. And he thought about a three, but thinks better of it. McManaway fakes, now goes inside, and he lost it. Turnover to Hillsborough. Lentz gets it out to Greenwood with 2.30 to go in the third. And Greenwood crosses over, gives it off to White. Back to Greenwood. We're driving lane again, and it's going to go to Stewart, and he had to take it away on the way up, and there's going to be a foul. And either way, in the bonus for Hillsborough, shooting two here, Jay Stewart. Fouls on your house. That's his first. And so Stewart will be at the line. And a free throw bounces in. That'll be 54 to 22 now. Eli will take a seat and a Millville will come back in. Still, Eli kind of trying to still work out his, his ankle. And looks like he's going to go back with the trainer again. Free throw is good by Stewart. Two for two there. 54 to 23. That'll be a Millville. Driving to the hole was cut off. Back door cut was denied. Gives it off to Kata Miller at the free throw line. Jumper around the world. And it falls through for Kata Miller. 56 to 23. Roll around the rim there twice. A look out in the black seat. And that's going to be a miss and rebounded by Millville. Millville just brings all the court himself. Layup is good right down the lane. For Millville just takes it himself. 58-23. He's got six points and 13 rebounds. And a Greenwood. Get across the timeline. Had it poked away. Begins over two. Lynch and it's blocked by Keaton Miller. I know it'll go out of bounds, but it'll stay right here with Hillsborough. Nice clean block there by Caden Miller. Yeah. 
And then Caden will uh, get a nice round of applause and check out. And Elam will come back in. Minute 32 to go here in the third. It's all out to mine here, 58-23. Stewart gets it in, and it's immediately stolen by McManaway. They're trying to get it to Batouche. Now Davis for three. Can't get it to fall either, and Greenwood will pull down the rebound. Across the timeline, up and under. Scoop layup, no, and Elam tried to tip it around, and it's going to go out of bounds to Hillsborough. I don't know about that one. It looked like it was touched all the way by Elam. And the official will come in and say, yep, it's Hillsborough ball. Got a score at halftime of that Lady Indians game against Brownstown out Still leading 35-26, but Brownstown cut into the lead there in the second quarter. Matouche makes a long three-pointer. And it's 58-26. First made three-pointer tonight for Hillsborough. Elam will fire another three. No good. And he also takes a seat on the floor. And Greenwood the other way. Layup, no. Lynch with the rebound. His putback is good. Lynch, his first made field goal. And it's 58-28. And uh, there's a timeout by Coach Nieberge. And we'll take a timeout as well. And you're listening now to my Indians basketball here on Jack of Get the laundry pair that you can use to conquer pet hair like a pro with the Maytag Pet Pro system. The built-in Pet Pro filter in the washer visibly removes pet hair on any cycle while the extra-large lint trap in the dryer traps and removes additional pet hair. Visit Rogers Home Appliances today to see how the Maytag Pet Pro system works. Rogers Home Appliances located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here at Altamont Community High School. 58 to 28 is your score. The lead's back to 30 here for Altamont. And it'll be a McManaway with it up top. And had it taken away, and it'll be a white. Throwing over to Stewart, and he just uh, throws it up, and the layup is good. Circus shot that time. Yeah, it was. It was a circus shot, for sure. 58 to a 38. 16 seconds left. Ooh. As there's going to be a missed layup the other way by a Millville, and they're going to say that it was a foul as the ball went out of bounds. Going to go against Hillsborough. And so, Millville will go to the line to shoot two as it was uh, in the act of shooting. Millville's free throw is good. All of his points came here in the third, 59-30. And Millville made that free throw as well. Back to a 30-point lead for Altamont. Ten seconds left. Greenwood bounces off of Stewart's foot, but he goes back and tracks it down. Takes a look at the clock. Picks up a screen by Greenwood. And a 4-3 by Stewart at the corner. No good. 
and that'll do it for three quarters of play. So it's a 30-point lead for Altamont entering the fourth quarter, and you're listening to Altamont Indians basketball here on Jack FM. It's not just furniture. It's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrisonville, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here at New Altamont Community High School. 30-point lead for Altamont. And the Tribal Council gets on their feet and starts to jump around in the start of the fourth quarter. Altamont will have the ball already up 30 to start the final quarter. Millville will fire a three-pointer, and it was off the front of the rim. Rebounded by Matouche. Long outlet pass for Stewart, and then they can't connect. And so it'll be immediately turned back over to Altamont. So they'll inbounds in front of the bench. Will Elam. It's Elam of Millville, McManaway, Garhouse, and Kata Miller, the five for Altamont. As Millville have it here on the right side, he'll go over to Elam. Elam up top, he drives, he throws it up, and it's no good. And it's going rebounded there by Matouche. Matouche tries to go coast to coast around Millville, and no good, and Millville pulls down the board. Over to Elam, and a two, Akita Miller is running the floor, missed the layup, and rebounded by Greenwood. Step back three, it's way off, no good, and it's an air ball. And so it goes out of bounds, no one will touch it, so it'll be out of my ball. Wild uh, series of events there by uh, by both teams. It ends up a air ball and Altamont back to Altamont. They tow Yarhouse. We'll go over to uh, Millville. Millville had it poked away from behind, but Yarhouse gets it back, and it's going to be out of bounds as the Yarhouse couldn't save it from going out. So it'll be a ball back to the Hilltoppers. And there's going to be a, a timeout by Hillsborough there after they got into the front court. And they're actually just going to say it was just a timeout to get some subs in. That's an injury timeout. An official timeout for an injury there for Hillsborough. So say that it was uh, White going down there with a with an injury so they called the timeout so Pekin will come back in before the toppers and here comes the Altamont bench uh, 30 point lead here so 
We got Alex Walker in there. As we got Zach Myers out there. We got a Tyler Ruffner. We also um, have Trent Tedrick out there as well. And uh, I'll have to try to track down a 32. And, and uh, Parker, Parker Bell. Bell. Yeah. The only 32 else on the roster. That's the only one I see. So Walker will bring it up here as uh, Hillsborough lost it out of bounds. So it'll be Altamont basketball. That's Tedrick with the ball. He passes out there to Meyer. Meyer will go to the hole, puts it up, and he can't get the jump shot to go. But he is fouled. So free throws upcoming here for Zach Meyer. And also with a 30-point lead, it's a continuous running clock as well. Meyer can't make the free throw, but he'll get another one. That foul's on uh, Greenwood for Hillsborough. That's his fourth, Dean's first quarter. So, it'll be Meyer free throw good. Gets in the scoring column there for Zach Meyer, his first point. And it's 61 to 30. And a 440 to go here in the fourth quarter. And a battle for the rebound. It's going to be off of Matouche, so it'll be out of bounds to Altamont. And so it'll be a Walker bringing up the floor for the Indians. Walker passes over in the corner there to Bell. Bell will drive, and he puts it up and had it blocked, but it's going to be rebounded there by Ruffner, and it's going to be a jump ball and an alternate possession, and we'll give it over to Hillsborough. And uh, Cameron Civite comes back in for Hillsborough as well, and uh, so does Mark Madsen. 3.50 to go. Uh, it has been all out my ear tonight. And uh, backdoor cut. Matson underneath the basket. Gives out there to Greenwood. Spin around. Puts up the layup. Good for Greenwood. 61-32 now. Also spin, spin move there by Greenwood. Put that bucket up and in. Walker picks up his dribble. Looking for someone to pass to. Gets to Meyer. Meyer, nice pass there to uh, Ruffner, he puts it up, no good. And it's going to be rebounded there by Hillsborough. Madsen will be the one bringing it up. And it's going to be picked off by Meyer. And it's going to be immediately stolen right back by Greenwood from behind. And Hillsborough trying for the long outlet pass. It was too far, and it went out. So it'll be out to my basketball. Under three to go here in the fourth. As Walker will hand off to a Meyer. Meyer over there in the corner to Bell. Bell will drive baseline, puts it up. And it's good. Count the basket. And the foul. And will go to the line for the old-fashioned three-point play. Parker Bell gets the end one. And a Bell's a free throw up, and it's good. 
So it gets two points and the free throw. 64 to 32. For Parker Bell. Not bad there. Not bad. And the Tukin will go to the line. And now over to Matson. Back out. Top of the key. High pass. But gets it over to a Tukin. And now it's going to be taken away. Taken away there by Ruffner. Minute 50 to go. Meyer dribbling it. Had it taken away from behind. Trying to hit Walker into the corner. And Walker comes in and knocks it loose the other way. And so we're going the way Southmont. And 35 to go. Walker dribbles to his left. Almost has it taken away. Gets it up top there to Tedrick. Tedrick over to Bell. Bell now will go to Walker. Walker picked it up. Now over to Tedrick. Mentoring jumper is good. Trent Tedrick gets in the varsity column. 66-32. His first varsity points, I believe. Long three-pointer was missed, but Tukin gets the rebound and puts it up. It's short, and it's going to go back out to Matson for three. In and out, no good. Battle for the rebound, and it's going to go off of Tukin, they say. Battling there with Ruffner, and so to the Altamont ball. Greenwood will take a seed. Hartson comes back in. As Altamont will... Get the ball back. They have a huge lead, 66-32, 35 seconds left. Meyer, we over to a Tedrick, back out to Meyer. Let's swing things up top to Bell and had it taken away. Tukin with the steal. Tukin the other way, lets the defender go by. Short, battle for the ball, and Bell comes away with a rebound. 20 seconds left. And uh, it'll be a Bell getting it over to a Walker. And I think that Hillsborough will concede this one and get it over to Tedrick and Altamont will just hold on the ball for the victory. Altamont keeps their winning streak going. And uh, they are 11-4 and four on the season now. Altamont wins it here, a final 66-32. And uh, Hillsborough, they will fall this. 7 and 12 on the season. And so Altamont with another victory here tonight. Another solid performance. And we'll be back to wrap this one up and also have a chat with Coach Nieberge as well. And we'll check in on the Lady Indians one more time. And we'll see how things are going over on 98.9 the game as well with the Illini game against Michigan State. So we'll be back in a few minutes to wrap this one up. You're listening to Altamont basketball here on Jack of When you're looking for that perfect company gift for your employees, where do you go? When you need custom t-shirts for that 5K or family reunion, who do you think of? When you need logo design, corporate apparel, or headwear, who can you rely on? Hi, I'm Don Burrow, owner and manager of Promark Advertising in Altamont. My staff and I, with our combined 25 years experience, are here to meet all your custom apparel and promotional product needs. Orders big and small, we do them all. Call Promark Advertising at 618-483-6025 or visit our showroom located north of I-70 in Altamont. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. 
and in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Make cleanup easy with the new Whirlpool dishwasher. You won't have leftover dishes to hand wash with the flexibility to fit tall items in the adjustable upper rack and room for 14 place settings. Plus, you can skip scrubbing and pre-rinsing when you use the boost cycle. Shop Rogers Home Appliances to see how Whirlpool dishwashers can help you manage your family's mealtime messes. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. Based out of Altamont, Illinois, Jared Nelson Trucking is a local company that can take care of all large or small hauling jobs you may have. They haul rock, grain, fertilizer, and many other commodities. Don't hesitate. Call them today at 618-322-6441 for a price estimate. Jared and Bethany Nelson and the entire Nelson Trucking crew would like to wish the Indians the best of luck. Jared Nelson Trucking is a proud supporter of Altima Indians basketball. It's not just furniture. It's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrisonville, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. This is the Altamont High School Basketball Post Game Show on Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont Community High School. Your final score here, Altamont victorious 66-32 over Hillsboro this evening. As another nice performance there by Altamont. So uh, they will improve to 11-4 on the season and they continue their mini five-game winning streak. That they're on, of course, we say a mini because you put that in comparison with the girls' winning streak that they got going on right now, as well as the last year's winning streak that Altamont had as well. And uh, Hillsborough fall to a seven and twelve on the season, and really it was from another game where it was from the first quarter on Altamont in control, and then they really took control there in a second. But the uh, coach Neighbor you making his way over here to the broadcast position, so we'll. Hand things off over from uh, Dominic and get uh, Coach on uh, the uh, headsets here. And Coach will bring you in here again. And congratulations once again on another uh, victory there. And uh, kind of close there in the first uh, seven-point lead, but then you really took control there in the, in the second. Yeah, it's uh, kind of opposite of what we've done here lately, right? You yeah. Get out to a quick early lead. and then, oh, We played really good defense in the first quarter. We just couldn't hit a bucket. I yeah. Think. Uh, Katie had some really good looks in the first half. First quarter, especially, uh, I just didn't hit him. I kept him. Shooter's got to shoot, you know. He's got to keep shooting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I uh, got off the second quarter. We were really locked down. Got defensively, got some runouts. Um, so, uh, it was a it was 
good to see a little bit of a different different type of uh, game flow. Right, yeah, and like you said there, you know, it wasn't that you played a bad up until no. really there in the first quarter. You just had a tough time to uh, knock down some shots, but then they started a fall uh, there in uh, the second quarter to really get you going. Yeah, uh, KD, Cade, uh, Eli hit a uh, transition yeah. three for us. kind of got us, you know, got us a big stretch. Um, you know, Dylan hit a three, so it was good to see that. Um you know, and we worked a high-low situation against the zone in the, in the second quarter really well. Um, even Eli in the low po- in the in the short corner mm-hmm. uh, got a bucket. So, um, you know, all all good things, all good things uh, in that second quarter to to stretch that lead out. So, uh, and we maintained it basically. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you said it on a Tuesday of uh, possibly getting Dylan back into the lineup, and you worked them in here tonight and. I uh, got things uh, back going again. Him returning to the lineup didn't start, but uh, got him back into the game. Probably more than what we wanted, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. Just because we were in foul trouble and right, you know, yeah, had to play a little bit more extended. I wasn't real pleased with it, but um, you know, I, I thought our guys didn't do a real good job with their hands, uh, showing their hands on defense, and we were getting kind of we're getting lazy and getting defensive fouls, but. Uh, yeah, he, 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 he said he felt well and we kind of just went with it and, uh, we had him down for five assists. So, you know, he, mm-hmm. he came in he wasn't, uh, look, I got a score type situation. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, I'm here and we're going to keep contributing to the ball team. And, uh, that, that type of, that's the type of teammate Dylan is. I am. And also a big factor, uh, offensively was, uh, Eli Miller, uh, there. He was a uh, big there in that first half, but then he kind of, uh, got his ankle, uh, twisted up uh, a little bit uh, there, and uh, luckily it was a, a big lead, so I didn't really uh, need him there in the second half. Yeah, he he, he had a rolled ankle, I think, and he said in baseball in the fall, and he says it feels feels better than it did then. Um, you know, we got a big conference game tomorrow, so we we felt he wanted to try it just to see where it was, and sure. then it wasn't it wasn't good. it wasn't one hundred percent. So even probably even wasn't even seventy five. So he's like, I'm out. And uh, we got to rest them up. We just keep getting injured, and then KD fell, and gosh darn it, everybody's falling. And we got we got to stay healthy. We got we got stuff coming up that we need to we need to be good and ready for. And, you know, when we get one back, we can't lose another. So uh, you know, Eli Eli stuffs the stats, man. Uh, so uh, we 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 need him to be the best that we can be. And then uh, also, uh, you know, it was uh, Millville who was pulling down uh, the uh, rebounds. <laughs> Uh, this time around, usually it's uh, Caden Miller. Right. I mean, he did end up getting his rebound. Yeah, we had a time for a double double. <laughs> yeah, but it was uh, Millville particularly there uh, early on pulling down all the all the yeah, rebounds. We had him for fourteen, so I got to buy him a steak dinner because he's a guard. So oh man, so I'm I'm gonna be out some money here for a little bit. But uh, <laughs> Steaks all over. I'm okay place. if we can rebound. Uh, you know that's what's what's the mantra I've used since I've been here: defense and rebounding. That's what Alamoth's about. Uh, Cage is going to be another one of those cars that, you know, he's going to pull five, six, seven a game. Uh, and he got the belt because of it. You know, you got a guard that can rebound 14 mm-hmm. of them. He deserves it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we got a very good worker, guys. And I, I, I will, I will say, um, you know, we had Matouche for 18.8 per game and Aiden McManway held him to 12. And he, yeah, he got some easy, he got some tough baskets. He got an offensive rebound that, you know, may, might, might not have been off of an air ball. He got, he threw up one, you know, it could have easily been eight, six or eight points. Mm-hmm. Aiden's just doing his, I mean, and I look at that and I think that's, that's what I was in high school. And Aiden's our glue. I, I mean, yeah. defensively, he kind of sets us up and it's four on four the rest of the way. Cause he's going to take that other kid kind of out of the ball game. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it was also important as well to kind of unload the bench with the foul trouble, but also, you know, because we got a game tomorrow, a quick turnaround. Right, big game. In the conference. Yeah, big game. Big game tomorrow, North Clay. You know, they had Casey within two, with two minutes to go at Casey. Um, They can play with it. Their record doesn't look great, but they can play with anybody. Coach Zink's a great coach. He's going to have a game plan. Uh, They run some goofy defenses that we're going to see. We've seen some zone lately, and uh, so – um, the, we're going to probably see some more of that tomorrow night. But uh, we need everybody healthy, rested uh, for a big conference game right before seed meetings. Yeah, it's a big, a big week for for you guys. A busy week yep. uh, for for you guys, and uh, it'll continue things more next week. But we'll worry about next week when uh, that comes. And uh, we're definitely looking forward to a, uh, a Friday night battle in uh, in Louisville. Yeah, we need everybody to show up, orange and black. Go down to Louisville. Uh, I know the weather might be a little bit tough, but yeah. uh, um, uh, we could appreciate. It. It's another one of those gyms that we I haven't played very well in mm-hmm. in the past, so we need yeah. all the we need all the help we can get. And uh, so we'll uh, definitely uh, be there tomorrow night, and we'll let you go there for tonight. And again, yep. uh, congratulations there again on uh, the uh, win there. Appreciate Coach John Nieberg for joining us here in uh, the uh, post game. We'll uh, slide uh, Dominic back on the headsets, and uh, we'll. Uh, get get out of here and wrap this one up. All right, Travis. First for uh, Albemarle, they win here tonight against Hillsboro, sixty-six thirty-two. Yarhouse was one for two from the field with three points. Caden Davis zero for one from the field and three for eleven from the three-point range with nine points. Eli Miller four for six from the field and one for two from the three-point range and four for four from the free-throw line with fifteen points. Dylan Needham, one for three from the field and two for three from three-point range with eight points. Cade Gilville, three for six from the field, two for two from the free-throw line with eight points, and he had those 14 rebounds as well. Aiden McVandaway, two for three from the field and 0 for two from three-point range with four points. Uh, Zach Meyer came in late. He was 0 for one from the field and 1 for two from the free-throw line. Ruffner played. He was 0 for one. Caden Miller, five for nine from the field, 1 for two from the free-throw line. Excuse me, with 13 points, and he had 11 rebounds as well. Tedrick come in late, one for one from the field with two points, and Bell come in late as well, one for two from the field, and one for one from the free throw line with uh, three points. As Alamont shot 14 of 33 from the field for 42 percent, uh, they were seven of 23 from three point range for 30 percent, nine of 13 from the free throw line for 69 percent. And for Hillsboro, uh, Greenwood was uh, three for eight from the field with uh, six points. White was 0 for two from the field and 0 for two from three point range. Tukin was 0 for six from the field and 0 for two from two point range. Uh, Matouche was two for eight from the field and uh, six of no, excuse me, five of six from the free throw line for 14 points. Stewart three for four from the field and 0 for four from three point range. And he was uh, four for five from the free throw line with ten points. Matson zero for one from the field, and zero for one from three point range. Hartson zero for three from the field, and Lentz was one for five from the field, and two for two from the uh, free throw line with uh, four points. As uh, Hillsboro falls here tonight to Alamont, uh, sixty-six to uh, to thirty-two, and uh, Alamont gets. Uh, Sends a winning streak to uh, five games as they uh, go uh, go down to Louisville tomorrow night. Uh, weather, uh, weather there might be some inclement weather coming in uh, 
tomorrow, so we'll have to see. Um, like you know, we're looking at more rain our way, but we'll just have to see what the weather brings. So, uh, yeah, it is kind of trending in our direction. More rain than anything, and then uh, snow. We will get some uh, snowfall uh, tomorrow night. So uh, make sure to stay to the website fmradio.com for any weather updates or closings or cancellations, as well as the bitter cold uh, coming uh, this weekend. Uh, as well, some dangerous low temperatures there with the wind chill there as well. Altamont headquarters of 17, 23, 20, and 6 for their 66, and Hillsborough headquarters of 10, 4, 16, and 2 for their 32. Last score update for the Lady Indians after three quarters, Altamont was leading 48, 43 over there on a WCRA. So uh, that's what I'll be uh, tuning into on the way home. I'm back to FEM, and uh, so. Uh, we'll be there in Louisville tomorrow, rain or shine, and uh, we'll be uh, back there for more Indians coverage and then uh, ladies in action on Saturday as well. So uh, for uh, Dominic, thanks to uh, him for bringing the stats and the color commentating. Thanks to Derek Warren back at the studios for turning the dials and getting us on and off the air. And uh, this is uh, Travis Sparks telling you have a, a good night, everybody, and we'll talk to you again uh, tomorrow. And it's back to playing the music that we want here on Jack FM. Have a good night, everybody. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. This has been a presentation of Altamont High School Basketball. Thanks for listening. We now return to our regular programming.